What's going on? Welcome to another episode of the Fantasy Football Fellows Podcast. Hanging out with Lucas here today. Uh, I think we're just going to make it a thing where every single week I'm going to try and bring on one of the other two fellas. And it just so happens for like the third week in a row to out here, man, he's been hitting the gym recently, benching 250 on the squat racks constantly. Don't mind him. He's a tank of a human. Tyler Plath, how are you doing today, my man? Hey, <clears throat> thank you for that sweet, sweet introduction. Are you just going to just mean. like just bask in those every single week? Just like, yep, keep it Absolutely. coming. Keep it coming. <laughs> you think I get praise from my parents? <laughs> I, this is the only sort, this is the only avenue I get of praise, but uh <laughs> No, I'm doing I'm doing good though. I'm currently reading up on a uh nice little CBS update that like with the headline of Urban Meyer dysfunction mounts in Jacksonville. Get this. Charlie Strong gets support as possible in-house replacement. Uh, uh, what? <laughs> I hate that that's an article. I hate that that's a possibility. Well, and I have to what, read. What it are because... we? What are we doing from Urban Meyer to Charlie Strong? Like, what are we doing there? You may as well, well they... just ride them both out and then just fire them both. <laughs> Honestly, so yeah, I'm gonna try to skim this as quickly as possible. So, because who knows? There is there that much dysfunction going on in house that uh, Urban may get fired before the end of this season. I hope he does for James Robinson's sake. I mean, per per our fabulous fabulous tweet that was sent out i think by cameron i think it was yesterday yep. it definitely it was not me <laughs> no it was cameron it was 100 cameron <laughs> um we listed off all the head coaches that we not well, specifically say, you that i <laughs> you were added in the tweet <laughs> that i'm absolutely disgusted with and i think number four on that list was urban meyer I think he's uh, in the top five for everybody. Yeah, easily, easily. It's like Matt Nagy, Urban Meyer. Uh, I don't even know who, probably your own head coach, because you could argue that you don't even like your own head coach on most teams. Yeah, I mean, let me. Maybe let Mike me, Zimmer for us. <laughs> let, me, let me pull up my, oh, shoot. Oh, Shinerbach. Uh-oh, click the Ron app. I clicked Venmo instead. Oh, classic, classic mistake. They're both that nice blue color. Uh, yep. Only difference is Venmo has a V on it and Twitter has a bird. So I don't know what you were thinking. <laughs> yeah. Stupid me, I guess. Um, no, number one was Matt Nagy. Yep. Number two was Kyle Shanahan. Oh, interesting. Number three. And I back up Kyle Shanahan just because Kyle Shanahan does whatever Kyle Shanahan wants. From a fantasy perspective, he's infuriating. I totally agree with that. Yes. Yeah. That, that maybe that that should have been in the tweet as well. The These disclaimer. Are, <laughs> yeah. Fantasy related, not so much like total, you know, actual hate. Cause like someone then responded like with Pete Carroll. And I was like, I contemplated putting in Pete Carroll, but at the same time, Pete Carroll has been great for fantasy for Russell and for, you know, DK he's and Lockett. So stubborn. Like, he is. He's so stubborn. Right. But uh, yeah, Nagy one, Shanahan two, three was Vic Vangio slash Pat Shermer. 
because I thought that was no gonna be great for Denver. I was totally in support of that hire. Oh goodness, mm-hmm. excuse me. Yeah, it, I mean you have weapons all over the place with Corlin Sutton, with Jerry Judy. Heck, if you want to throw in Tim Patrick, I'd allow that. You've got Noah Fant, you've got Melvin Gordon, you've got Javante Williams. My man. It, it, there's no, there's literally no reason why it shouldn't work. No. And yet it's not working. Yet they're mediocre at best. Yep. Ah, they're uh, better. They're average. They're very, they're, they're the definition of league average. Yeah. Uh, Urban Meyer, then F4. And then I continued on this list with number five being Mike, Mike Zimmer. Zimmer. Yep. Six was Nick Sirianni. Oh, infuriating. Yes. He'd be, he'd be like my top three. I think I'd, yep. I'd flip him and Shanahan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can get that. Seven, Mike McCarthy and Kellen Moore. Yep. It, it like, I just, I get that they're, I, they're both great for the Cowboys. But when it comes to fantasy, they can't get out of the, or I shouldn't say the coaches, but like they have a system where the players can't get out of the way of each other. Right. And then number eight is Joe Judge and Friday Kitchens. The Giants, they're just. Yeah. You got to get Saquon Barkley 25 touches a game. I don't care who you are. 17 uh-huh. is unacceptable. Mm-hmm. And that's not because I have Saquon Barkley in our dynasty league. Right. <laughs> that's, that's actually <laughs> just me being like a football mind of being like, if, if, if Antonio Gibson, Joe Mixon, uh, Elijah Mitchell, those guys can get 30 touches a game. Why is Saquon Barkley getting half of that? I don't care if it has to come in the passing game. Get the ball in his hands. Simple as that. Right. So, well, there's our little rant, our little open on why NFL coaches are infuriating for fantasy football. That we don't necessarily hate the players. We're not furious with the players. We understand they're at the they're at the mercy of their head coach sometimes, but it is what it is. So. We have another start sit Saturday episode here for you. We're going to go through some player props on Thrive. We're going to <clears throat> wrap out with DFS as we've started doing now. I kind of like that we started doing that. I think that's kind of fun to wrap out the episode with. So it is starts and sits of the week. You know what? I'm just going to start us off. My start Ooh. of the week at quarterback. I want the man who threw four interceptions last week as my start of the week this week. You want to know why? You want to know why? Because he still scored 24 fantasy points. Somehow, some way, that man, Taysom Hill, (laughs) this line is so bad. I couldn't believe how bad it was when I re-looked at it this morning. (laughs) 19 of 41. That's less than a 50% completion rate. <laughs> 264 yards. You're not upset with that. That's right around right around 12 yards completion. A little over. Two touchdowns, four picks. <laughs> Benny rushes Come 11 on. times for 101 yards. <clears throat> there it is. There it is. I just, I cannot believe. I 24 fantasy points. His line was horrendous. And now he gets now he gets a substantially easier matchup with the Jets. Eighth most fantasy points allowed to quarterbacks this year. Eighth most fantasy points for game, excuse me, allowed to quarterbacks this year. I'm 
So this isn't me telling you that Taysom is going to look awesome this week and he's going to have like this like top three performance. Uh, but all I'm saying is there is a track record of this. Even in his uh, starts in Drew Brees' absence last year, scored 23 plus fantasy points in three out of four of those games. I, he, he throws two less picks, uh, 26 fantasy points, right? Like if he cleans up the turnovers, even puts up a similar line. Not to mention that the Jets just struggle against anyone who can run. Like, like I don't Everybody. care if it's a running back. <laughs> I don't care. Like, if you can move your legs on the football field, the Jets are not good against you. So, uh, mm-hmm. I uh, Taysom Hill, Taysom Hill, start of the week. Love him as uh, love him at quarterback this week. I think he could be a top ten option. I think he is a top ten option. So, wow. I, I went there. I think he's a top ten option this week. You know where I'm going to go with this? Uh, tell me. Russell Wilson is an absolute wuss. And Taysom Hill is just the toughest human being on planet Earth. Please tell me Russ is your start of the week. No. <laughs> okay. No, 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 no. I mean, I think, I, no, I, think, I think Russ cracks top 10 this week, too. Yeah, yeah. I don't trust yeah. Alex Collins on the ground. Are you kidding me? No. I mean, Seattle is stubborn enough to still throw the ball. Like, when right. in a game where this probably could be a, a rest-ish, a rest-ish game for Russ and Lockin and DK, they won't. No. Um, they have to win I, this you, week to stay in the playoff hunt. They have to win. They have to. Um, the only reason why I mentioned that is just because Russell Wilson took five weeks off to recover from Malafinger. Taysom Hill is playing in the very next game. <laughs> You're not wrong. You're just, not wrong. Just would like to point that out. That's all I'm doing. Just pointing that out. You can make the assumptions if you want, but do as you I'm wish just, with that. <laughs> I'm just pointing it out. So, um, no, my start is actually the guy that's probably been one of the biggest letdowns for us, the fellas this year at quarterback. It's Ryan Tannehill. Yes. Yes. I I I think there's a theme this year that teams that coming out of the bye do significantly better fantasy wise. <laughs> Disclaimer: fantasy wise, yep. <laughs> um, than before the bye, and I think the Titans desperately desperately needed this bye week uh desperately yes and i think it's going to be i and i think one is going to be beneficial to everyone on the offense and two they're getting julio back this week that's true so he has so he's he obviously trusts um westbrook Iconi to up to this point now he adds in julio and you have to trust Julio just based off of the potential skill set that he has. Yep. I think Tannehill is a great start, and especially against Jacksonville. Right. Make a statement. They have no reason to not show out this week. Uh, right. I mean, the last couple weeks, I don't know how far back this goes. I want to say two to three weeks. They have been very, very underwhelming. Yeah. Go out and make a statement. Let the rest of the AFC know, hey, we're gonna make it we're we're gonna push for the number one seed in the playoffs. Cause 
if they win this week, they are then tied with New England for the number one seed in the AFC. Which is crazy. Right. At the end of the season, you tell me the Titans and the Patriots are duking out for number one in the AFC? I would have called you you crazy, man. Right. Oh, 100%. 100%. So those things all together. Ryan Tannehill is a start even after a very disappointing season this thus far. I like that. I like that a lot. Let's move on to our sits at quarterback. I think you and I have the same sit, unless if you, you changed yours before away. we before we came on the episode. No, take it away. Take it away. Sit of the week for both of us, Derek Carr. Uh, so I need to give the disclaimer. Yes, he put up 21 fantasy points against Kansas City earlier this year. Yes, he put up a crazy line in week five last year, 347, three tutties when it was like a 40, I think it was 40 to 32 the game was last year. It was just an absolute And, and they won it, didn't they? And they did win, yes. Yeah, Raiders won that game 40 to 32. However, four games prior, Kansas City has held Derek Carr to under 222 passing yards a game. And in the last four weeks, uh, this case, okay, Kansas City defense has gotten substantially better this year. I know about halfway through the season, we're like, oh boy, this Kansas City defense. Hey, they're going to be, uh, some of their divisional opponents come playoff time are going to be, uh, oh boy, they're going to be studs. Mm-hmm. Last four weeks, though, they've allowed the fifth fewest fantasy points per game to quarterbacks. They've gotten substantially better over the past four weeks. They've gotten significantly better so i'm out on Derek carr this week he was my start of the week last week uh oh and and this is all in arrowhead so the four games prior in arrowhead carr was under 222 passing yards in each of those games so uh because the game's in arrowhead i'm out on Carr. uh you have anything you want to add to that because uh like like i said you're uh sitting Derek carr as well um no, I think I think it's there's it's nothing against Carr because we know that Carr can put up absolute crazy yardage, right? 100%. It's just the matchup he's got this week is just not super great, and especially when it's a defense that one is significantly better at home than yep. they are on the road. Um, and they have been in fuego for what now five weeks, right? Holding yep. teams to like less than. I want to say less than 20. Derek Carr is the only quarterback to score over 19 fantasy points against him in the last five weeks. Yeah, that that warrants a sit for me. Just that I, stat alone. <laughs> the thing that I keep resorting back to is divisional matchups after week 10 typically go under. on uh, Always. Oh, all the time. It's, it's like a, I think it's like a 68% hit rate that teams go under in divisional matchups after the bye. So if you're banking on Derek Carr to just show out this week, I, I can't, I don't think I can buy that. I, I don't see this game being a shootout. There are some games where you could totally predict it's like, yeah, it's gonna be a high scoring game, right? Like, like the Packers and Vikings, right? Like that was one where you're like, whoever wins is just going to have to outscore the other. But I mean, that sounds yep. stupid when I say it out loud, but it's like, it's not going to be a defensive battle between those teams. So there's some games where you can pick out where it's like, yeah, I'll probably go over. But I about, like I said, 70% of the time, these games are going under. Uh, I'm not going to rely on Jared or not on Jared. Um, 
gosh, I'm thinking about the Vikings losing to the Lions still clearly. Um, on Derek Carr's, Derek still Carr's not over. arm. Still not over it. I, had, I was thinking divisional matchup after week 10. That also, I think, went over the, the line. I think I'm pretty sure that game did. Anyways, let's move on to starts of the weekend running back. Tyler, who's your start of the weekend running back this week? Despite all the controversy going on in their locker room, James Robinson is a start. Wow. Against the Titans. Against fifth, the Titans. Fifth best against running backs this year in terms of fantasy points. And yes, they are also coming off the bye. That same point I used for Ryan Tannehill. So that defense could, you know, come out and make a huge. The Jags know, aren't coming off the bye. Let me clarify. The clarify. Titans. Yes. Okay. Yes. The Titans defense could have used this bye week to kind of shore up a little bit and kind of patch up all their holes and stuff. But after James Robinson came out publicly and said that he is frustrated, to say the least, of how he's being used this year, then Trevor Lawrence comes out publicly and says, we had a we had a discussion as a team, and now he and Urban it's did. He and Urban had a discussion. Mm-hmm. Ah. And I think I don't know. I to me, when I hear and when I know that a conversation has happened with a very disgruntled player, um, it's either you don't give this guy the ball. Or and it makes the, you look even worse, like football. as a coach, <laughs> right? Like if you don't give Robinson the ball, you Urban Meyer look worse as a coach, or you give him the ball more, and it, you it makes you then look like a competent head coach. And I, at least I should say a competent head coach. I mean, for Urban, for more, that that is the standard at this point. Like, can you become competent? On um, yeah, maybe I'll keep it. Keep keep it. I <laughs> I, I would agree with you. <laughs> And I think Ur- I think Urban Meyer is I can't we're not gonna get into the egotistical side of coaches and stuff. Sure. But you have to think with how this team has been performing so far this season, they need to get some more trust and or they need to have Urban Meyer should be looking for any way to gain more trust from his players. Yes, absolutely. And I think you do that this week by giving James Robinson the carries that he deserves. Give the squeaky wheel the grease. I, that's how you're going to solve some of this. Mm-hmm. Utilize your guys to the best of their abilities. And right now, James Robinson is not being utilized in that way. For whatever reason, Urban Meyer still has a crush on Carlos freaking Hyde. Ugh, barf. Barf. Start of the week. I like that start of the week, actually. It's a little bit out there. I wouldn't pick it, but I could see him outperforming my start of the week, but but, oh, oh. but I mean, I think you'll understand why when I explain who my start of the week is at running back. I'm holding the faith. I, I'm still believing in my man, Javante Williams. Scored 20 plus fantasy points his last two games. Get a load of this guy. <laughs> it's 
still on the Javante Williams. I I will I will remain on the Javante Williams hype train until I die. <laughs> I love this man. He's so freaking good at football, yet they don't want to they don't want to make him the main man. I just I if you're Denver and you see literally top two production from Javante Williams last week. Jonathan Taylor was the only other running back that outproduced him. How do you how do you put this man back in the cage? How do you how do you reasonably say, you know what we should do? Yeah, we should go back to giving giving Melvin Gordon like 55% of the touches. Like Vic Fangio. Get off of whatever you're smoking, man. Give this man the football. Give Javante Williams the football. He gets a great matchup against Denver or De- De- Detroit, excuse me. Mm-hmm. Along the fourth most fancy points for game to running backs this year. So I'm sure Melvin Gordon's going to come back. I'm sure it's going to be like a 60-40 split, and I'm going to be outraged by it. But still in a great matchup, I just – I don't see how you can keep Javante Williams on your bench. I think this isn't this isn't as much of a like he's going to pop for running back, you know, running back two, running back one overall numbers again this week. Mm-hmm. I think it's more of a like you have to start Javante because it's a great matchup. He's off of two 20 plus point fantasy games. And this is a matchup where he could pop for 15 plus. And I think if you don't start him, you would regret it. That's where I'm at with Javante. I'm I'm firing him up in every single league I have him in with no hesitation. I just, oh, I just love I love that man so much. I wish I had the faith that you do in some of your guys. I wish I had just that kind of trust. And I just don't. I just I don't know what it I, I I mean, I guess I had that same amount of trust in Tony Pollard and then he decided to tear his planter face. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Maybe I just get burned on my trust and I don't know. Ain't but enough of my me. pity story. Enough of the uh, the pity me stories. <laughs> Sit of the week. Uh, sits of the week at running back. Here's an interesting one. I'm sitting Jeff Wilson Jr. this week. Oh, Cam's going to hate that one. I know he is. Elijah <laughs> Mitchell's out. Jeff Wilson's in. Look, this is where I'm at. We have a small sample size from Jeff Wilson this year. He had, a, he had a great matchup against Jacksonville earlier this year when Elijah Mitchell was out. 6.8 fantasy points. Jeff, well, what are you doing, my guy? What What are you doing? Kyle Shanahan, what are you doing, my guy? <laughs> Touche. <laughs> Jermichael Hasty is also back and healthy. Mm-hmm. At what point did the 49ers say, huh, maybe we need to give Jermichael Hasty some run in this game. I feel this is just one of those games where it's like, all right, yep. We, I feel like this is the point in the season where it's like, we feel like we have the 49ers backfield figured out. And then it's like, uh, nope, Jermichael Hasey is actually going to be a top 20 running back the rest of the season. Right. I feel, like, I feel like this is just like, this is more of like a gut call than it is like an analytical call. Mm-hmm. Actually, I do have some analytics to back this up though. Uh, their last three games, Cincinnati has allowed the fifth fewest fantasy points per game to running backs. They have locked down running backs. Najee wow. Harris. Uh, who, who have they played? Najee Harris. 
Uh, who do they play? Um, Chargers. The Chargers. Austin Eckler had an okay game, but I mean, he he wasn't like top five or anything. I think, like, I just don't, I just don't see Jeff Wilson having a fifteen plus point game. I don't like. Does he finish as like running back twenty eight on the week? Probably, but like, I don't know if that's worth a, a start in most leagues. So, mm-hmm. Jeff Wilson Jr. I just don't have the faith, don't have the guts to do it. I think you can sit Jeff Wilson Jr. this week. I think. He's going to be a flex option, unless if you're like really nagging for injuries. Now there's a handful of guys I would rather start at flex than Jeff Wilson Jr. this week. Mm-hmm. Who have you got as your sit of the week at running back? This this player is relatively obvious that you just don't play him this week. Um, but I think a lot of people are looking for starting running backs, the RB1s and offenses and stuff. Don't you dare. I know who it's going to be, too. He plays for the New York Jets. Oh, this isn't who I was thinking. Were you thinking on the Lions? No, I was thinking the Packers. I was thinking you're going to go really bold here. I was thinking you were going to back up some of your uh, Tony Pollard talk on uh, on yesterday's (laughs) podcast. No, 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 no. I mean, (laughs) no. No, can never can never talk about Tony Pollard in this fat in this light, in this negative light. Um, <laughs> no, it's Ty Johnson. Yeah, it, it, it's it, it shouldn't be. I, or it, I think it is a lot more obvious than I'm making it seem. But Tevin Coleman is out this week. Michael Carter still in IR, so it's Ty Johnson and Austin Walter. I think are the two running backs that are going to be used. I think so. Um. Look, you're going up against number one rush defense in the NFL in the Saints. And the Saints have, I don't know. They've 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 given up some receiving work to running backs, right? Like I go back to Thanksgiving against the Bills. Matt Brieta took it like a 20 yard, 15 yard screen or something Matt to the to the house, Marita. right? <laughs> That's exactly like those are those things are just flukes. You're you were not going to take Matt Breida seriously after that week and go like, oh, he is a must have on the <laughs> roster and a must start. No, no, right. no, no, no. Um, this game is solely going to, um, I I can't say that I have any faith that the Jets are going to win this game, <laughs> but if they no. want any chance in winning this game, it's going to have to come from Zach Wilson and not any other running backs 100 i think ty ty johnson is just a volume play and i don't even like him as a volume play i mean like i feel like volume is such a double-edged sword right because you look at volume you're like he can get like 15 carries which is awesome but it's like what you do with that volume right? right like exactly if you get 15 carries but you only average two yards that's a dud of a week Right. But he's 15 carries and you average, I don't know, Dalvin Cook numbers against, you know, against the Steelers. <laughs> awesome. Right. So, right. It, 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 it's a double edged sword for sure. But volume is a good, you know, indicator of potential production. Absolutely. It makes me think of back to David Montgomery on Thanksgiving. Right. He got like, I think mm-hmm. he got 20 touches. He only finished like 7.8 fantasy points. Oh, that's my – okay, I'll, I'll get to this in a second. 
starts of the week at wide receiver. So here's the thing. Typically on TikTok every single week, I do like a like a start of the week or like you need to start this player. I need to say, I so I had told you, typically in those on, on those videos so far, I'm five for six. I'm hot. I'm actually five on for fire. Seven. I lied. I'm on actually fire. five for seven. Because I had David Montgomery on Thanksgiving. I made one for Thanksgiving because I, I I couldn't. David Montgomery against the Lions was too obvious. And it was. It was too obvious because he scored seven point eight points. But uh, if I – so I have – this isn't my start of the week that I'm giving here at wide receiver because I'm making a separate video on TikTok for it. I, I try and keep my, like, starts of the week and my, like, you have to start this player separate. <laughs> but the guy who I'm, like, absolutely you need to fire up at wide receiver this week, DK Metcalf. You have to. <laughs> you have to. I don't – do you really trust Alex Collins on the ground? <laughs> Against Rashad Penny. I mean, Rashad Penny can have himself a nice day, but have they trusted him in the past? No, no, (laughs) no. So, uh, I think Russ is going to have a great game this week. Uh, the Houston Texans allow the most fantasy points to wide receivers who are lined up outside. That's DK Metcalf. Fire DK Metcalf up this week. I don't care how bad he's been. This is going to be the game where he drops 20 plus. I'm willing, I'd, I'd be willing to, I don't know, I wish I knew what odds there were on that because I'd put 10 bucks on that. I assume it's pretty high odds, I would assume, after his last three weeks. At any rate, uh, I just needed to say that because I've been on fire on TikTok with my you have to start this player. Leonard Fournette week six uh, was, goodness, who was it after that? Chris Godwin uh, against the Saints. It was Jalen well, Jalen Waddle. It was like 12 fantasy points, so I, just kind of took an L on that, whatever. Um, you weren't upset with that. Uh, Michael Pittman, uh, who was it this past week? Antonio Gibson, right? Running back six overall. And then I missed on David Montgomery. But DK Metcalf, I'm telling you, it's going to hit. It's going to hit. But my, my, my start of the week outside of that, uh, Amari Cooper is actually my start of the week. Uh, here, <clears throat> hear me out. It's, it's matchup-based. It's purely, it's purely matchup-based. That's all I love it. Is. That's I love all it. This is. As a Cowboy, here are Amari Cooper's stat lines against the Washington football team. Played one game against him as a Cowboy in 2018, right? Eight receptions on nine targets for 180 yards, two tutties. 2019, uh, two games, four receptions, five targets, 44 yards, and a touchdown in the first game. Four receptions on five targets for 92 yards. So, so far you have, let me do a quick math, 18, 26 plus 12, 38 fantasy points in 2018. Uh, you have 14 in the game in 2019. You have nine or uh, 13, which is totally fine. Then last year, his first game, seven receptions on seven targets for 80 yards. That's 15 fantasy points. Then the second game, six receptions on eight targets for 112 yards and a touchdown. That's 23 fantasy points. He's a Washington football team slayer. Uh, give me Amari Cooper this week. Uh, he's he's going to score 13 plus. That's where I'm at. He's going to finish as a top 20 wide receiver on the week. I think he's a I think he's a really safe play this week, just based on past history and probably how game script's going to go for the Cowboys. Because let's be real, I don't need to tell you how bad the Washington football team has been this year against wide receivers, but they've been surprisingly really good against running backs. So. Uh, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to slow my roll on Cowboys running backs and I am 100% upgrading 
Cowboys wide receivers. That includes Amari Cooper. And especially after Mike McCarthy comes out and says, I guarantee you we're going to win this football game. I really believe that. You know that the offense is going to have to put up like a ton of points, like back up Mike McCarthy. <laughs> Four, 45. 45. For <laughs> if it's not above 40 points, I'm going to bump Mike McCarthy and Kellen Moore up to number four in my co- most disliked coaches. We'll, we'll start a hashtag fire McCarthy, uh, fire Mike McCarthy uh, hashtag on our Twitter. Go follow us on there, FF fellas on there. Yeah, I like that. We'll be known as the haters. We'll be known as the haters. <laughs> start of the week, why do um, for you? Jarvis Landry. Yes, sir. I love that pick. I love that pick. It's the theme coming off of the bye again. And the Browns, holy smokes, did they need this bye week. <laughs> More than probably any other team. If I'm going to, uh, besides, I feel like the Titans and the Browns were the two teams that needed the bye this past week. Yep. In their last game against the Ravens, Jarvis Landry had six receptions, 111 receiving yards. He lost a fumble. But if you take the fumble away, it's 17 points. But here is the the biggest factor in why I'm starting Jarvis Landry. Since coming off, he was on IR at the beginning of the year, right? He was. Or was he week to week? Uh, Or was he just PUP? Regardless, he was injured. Yep. He missed four weeks, came back week seven. First game back, he had eight targets. Second game back, he had 10 targets. Modest. Fairly good. Weeks nine and 10 against Cincinnati and New England. Only five targets. Now, granted, this... That's tough. Yeah, well, this also could be because Baker Mayfield was just a broken human being walking around. But... um, the offense was not clicking. I mean, they clicked against Cincinnati, but then after that, it has just been what the heck is going on with Cleveland. Right. Right. Five targets against Cincinnati, New England. Then they come up against Detroit. Eight targets, but only four catches, 26 yards. And the only reason why he was relevant that week was because of a rushing touchdown. Yep. But it was truly this past or their last game against Baltimore where he was actually like a, like a wide receiver, like your prototypical wide receiver, 10 targets with the six receptions and over a hundred yards receiving. And if you watch that game as awful as it was, you notice something about Landry and all of his receptions. They were schematic receptions. Meaning they schemed him open. They got him open in open space against the Ravens. Coming off a of bye week with some positives, a lot of negatives for sure, but some positives like, hey, we got Jarvis Landry open. I take that coming off the bye against Baltimore again at home. Yeah, I love it. I, I am all for that. Marcus Peters uh, and um, Marlon Humphrey. 
that was the other point about Marlon Humphrey. Done for the year. Done for the year. Uh, I I just don't. And granted, Jarvis lines up in the slots. It really doesn't matter all that much. But I just, this Ravens defense is slowly becoming more and more depleted. I am 100% with you there. I love Jarvis Landry this week. Uh, let's quickly cruise through sits uh, of the week at wide receiver because we still have props and DFS we want to get to. Sit uh, of the week at wide receiver for me, I got Brandon Cooks. I Look, we can't use the narrative that he's a guy in Houston anymore. We can't. That's busted at this point. I, it, it's busted. Last four games, he's had Miami. He's allowed the 29th most fantasy – or who's allowed the, the – excuse me, third most fantasy points per game to – wide receivers this year, fourth most wide points to wide receivers this year, excuse me. Tennessee, who's allowed the most fancy points per game to wide receivers this year. The Jets, who have just been awful against wide receivers recently, and Indy, who's been prone to letting up big plays to wide receivers all season. In those games against Miami, 11.6 fancy points. Against Tennessee, 3.8. The Jets, 13.5. Indianapolis, 8.4. You don't love any of those numbers. Those are barely top 20 numbers. I don't think they were top 20 numbers. I just I don't I don't trust him whatsoever. Over the last four weeks, Seattle has allowed the seventh fewest fantasy points per game to wide receivers, all without allowing a touchdown to the position. Brandon Cooks is going to pay off. He's going to have to hit pay dirt, and I don't think he does. I'm sitting him this week with with, with confidence. I think I'm okay with sitting him this wow. week. Wow. Even with the quarterback change. I don't, Davis Mills, he's a sixth round rookie. What else do you have to say? Like, I just, <laughs> I just, I like, I don't like, I get the argument, but also at the same time, he's a sixth round rookie against Pete Carroll. <laughs> I'm not advocating that Pete Carroll's the best defensive minded head coach out there, but are they in Seattle too? It's at Houston. Okay. It is. Yeah. I have a little bit more confidence in Davis Mills then, but. Not as much of Brandon Cooks. I just, I, I don't want to keep playing this game with Brandon Cooks anymore. He can take a seat on the bench. Yep. 100% get that. But you're all, I think you're going to not like my set even more. Lay it on me. Because it's, it's Jamar Chase. <sighs> you can't do this to me. <laughs> I, this is payback for, for, um, Oh, who was it that you tore apart the other week? Dawson Knox. Dawson Knox. Dawson yeah, Knox. this is for Dawson Knox. And, and you want to know who was right on that? You. Me. I was 100% right. <laughs> he I didn't mean, have six targets, though. I was impressed by that. Yeah. But what yeah. if I told you I'm going to give you a redemption story this week? Starting Dawson Knox. Tell, tell me about your sit at wide receiver first, and then we'll then we'll, <laughs> then, then we'll make that the matter of the matter of. Fine, I'll change my sit because you're giving him a redemptive arc. Okay. No, 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 why, uh, why, no. I mean, I don't. I don't necessarily disagree with this, but keep going. Yeah, Jamar Chase. Ever since his 200 yard week against Baltimore, his fantasy total points per week: 13, 8, 13, 6, and 10. Did you just list out Brandon Cooks's lines? <laughs> That's what it sounded like. Honestly, honestly, that's exactly the point I was going to make. There, he, I mean, they've been winning games, but it's been because of Joe Mixon. He's so good. He, it makes he is really, really good. He's really, really good. <laughs> Why would you not give him the ball? So, um, 
yes, he still gets some, he still gets decent targets, right? Like he's got nine, thirteen, six, three, and eight, right? Like he still gets decent targets. But I think the bigger story here is that offenses are um they are now like oh we need to start like looking at Jamar Chase even more. <laughs> yep. We can't just put him one on one because he'll burn whoever's guarding him. We need to put a safety over the top or we need to have, you know, we need to play more zone, you know, a cover six. And for those that don't know what a cover six is, it's when you divide the field in half, one side is zone and the other is man to man. Well, no, covers uh never mind. We won't get essentially there's but yeah. There's a there's a system in football where you divide the field in half, one side plays man and the other plays zone. I don't know if that's what's truly happening, but it sounds like and it looks like defenses are saying, hey, either we put a safety over the top or we have a linebacker that's kind of covering the middle of the field. So Chase really has no options but the out routes or the the hooks. And you combine that again with Mixon's production over the, about, over the past couple of weeks. Now you bring San Francisco into town. That is um, a fairly leaky defense. Yep, leaky is a good word. I think Cincinnati tries to go back to their game scripts uh, that's worked over the past couple of weeks, just with also Joe Burrow's finger. With that's a that's a serious question mark. They take pressure off of Burrow this week by giving the ball to Mixon, and uh, I'll go as far as to say that Higgins is the more preferred option for Burrow, just because Burrow realizes I don't have to throw it into double coverage all the time or try to fit it in a tight window to Chase. Am I going to have Jamar Chase ranked higher than T Higgins this week? I am. Do I think T. Higgins is the better play than Jamar Chase this week? I do. Mm-hmm. I can't. Here, here's what well, I'm going right. All Jamar Chase has to do is catch a 65-yard bomb from Joe Burrow, and all of a sudden we're we're looking at, you know, Jamar Chase is back. Mm-hmm. Uh, do I think? I mean, I, I have to account for. We have to account for that when we're ranking these players, but. I mean, I think T. Higgins is going to be the guy who comes down with seven receptions for 85 yards and a touchdown. That's 21 fantasy points. I'm, I'm, I'm with you there. I, I don't, I don't, I mean, I, I, I don't think I'm actually going to sit Jamar Chase. Trust me, he's like my only healthy wide receiver. You, right well, now. You, I mean, <laughs> I, I, he, he, he has shown that he can put up ridiculous numbers. Yeah. So yep. there, you can't sit him, but right. you have to realize. Or I, I, if you're going to start him, you have to expect flex-like numbers more than bona fide, solidified wide receiver one or two numbers. Yep, 100% agree with that. 100% agree. Let's uh, let's fly through tight ends because let's be real, nobody really wants to hear us talk about tight ends. Uh, but I need do need to give a redemption to her for uh, for my man Dawson Knox, Yay. just to make you happy. Uh, I'll do a quick redemption tour and then I'll uh, just list off what my set of the week is at uh, tight end as well. Dawson mm-hmm. Knox, my start of the week at tight end. Uh, my big knock on him, haha, big knock on Knox, ha 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 ha, as if nobody <laughs> <in the freaking laughs> said that before. 
Um, my big thing on <laughs> Dawson Knox last week, I didn't trust the target volume. And against the Patriots, like I knew it was going to be a cold game, but the Patriots are just so freaking tough on tight ends. I just didn't expect Knox to get any more involved than he was. He saw six targets, which is encouraging. Think about Tampa Bay. They're allowing the fifth most targets and the third most receptions of tight ends this year. And they're allowing ninth most fantasy points per game to tight ends as well. So I'm in on Dawson Knox this week. Uh, I think uh, Buffalo's going to have to throw the ball around a little bit to keep up with them. I mean, you're not going to get anywhere on the ground. Tampa Bay is one of the most pass against teams in the NFL because of that. I think Dawson Knox gets a good volume this week. I think he finds the end zone. Uh, and if you find the end zone as a tight end, you're in a really good spot on the week to be a top 12 guy. So uh, if you got Dawson Knox, I would, I would fire him up. But, I mean, obviously you keep, you're not going to start him over uh, Kelsey, Kittle, Andrews. I still think I would prefer Hawk over him. Just because of volume. Well, he's not playing this week. Oh, Hawk isn't playing this week. You're right. Well, dang, I better get Hunter Henry in my lineup this week on Dynasty. <laughs> I haven't adjusted <laughs> my lineup there. I've been so bad at adjusting lineups this week. Um, yeah, Dawson Knox started the week there. Uh, sit of the week at tight end, Tyler Higby. Uh, just going off a track record here. Week four against Arizona, four receptions, 36 yards. Not that great of a week. He's only had one touchdown since week five. Arizona's logging the fifth fewest fancy points for game to tight ends this year. Don't think you should be starting Tyler Higby this week. I actually seen him on the waiver wire in a few leagues on it, which is really interesting. Mm-hmm. I'm going to keep mine super, super quick. Love it. Start Donald Parham. Out there, yes. Very out but there. But you know who is out for the Chargers this week? Keenan Allen and Mike Williams. They're going to Double need tight to end sets, baby. They are going to need to utilize everybody. Austin Eckler, Jalen Guyton, Josh Palmer, Jared Cook, and Donald Parham. And I think Donald Parham is just the bigger red zone target for Herbert. Yep. Against the Giants. I think Parham scores this week. I love that. If he scores, he's a top 10 guy, top 12 guy. Mm -hmm. Every week he has, he's been a top 12 guy when he scored. Yep. So that's 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 my start, Donald Parham, and my sit is Zach Ertz. Yep, I like that. On the other side, just of football too, from Tyler Higby. <laughs> just too many mouths to feed in that offense, and now Chase Edmonds is coming back. It, it, he is. It's not so much he's getting squeezed out, but it, it's they've got too many weapons for him to be relevant this week. Yep, I'm with you there. 100% agree. Those are our starts and sits of the week down the lineup. Uh, let's move on to some player props from our friends over at Thrive Fantasy. Thrive Fantasy is a daily fantasy sports app where you can enter into their daily contest and create your lineup based on player props. Uh, super fun way to not have to do some extensive research and have a salary cap. You can go and build your lineup purely based on taking the over-under on a player's player prop. Those have their own house props available to you uh, where you can go in and take the over-under on that, create up to four-player parlays. And I'll tell you what, their payouts are better than any other uh, parlay site, I guess, that I've seen. And the, the DraftKings, the fan duels, the prize picks, their payouts are, are significantly better. Pays out If you hit a two-player parlay, it pays out 3.2. Three-player parlays are 6.2. Or 3.6 on two-player, 6.2 on three players, and 11 times on four-player parlays. So things you don't want to miss out on. 
So head on over, download Thrive Fantasy with the promo code FELLAS, F-E-L-L-A-S. Now you get 100% instant match on your first deposit. If you use our promo code, deposit $10, you get two free entries into their $40,000 contest this Sunday. So head on over to Thrive Fantasy. It's promo code FELLAS. Uh, have some fun. I This has changed the way I look at like sports every single Sunday. Like I've never mm-hmm. been a guy to like, line up parlays but man ten dollars goes a long way oh i know you can you can start small i'm not saying you gotta deposit ten dollars and throw it all throw it all away right away you hit a four-player parlay on two dollars that's twenty two dollars you just made you just made twenty two dollars i hit a four-player parlay last week yes you did five dollars down i won 55 bucks just like that just like that Seriously, ten dollars can go a long way. You don't need to spend it all in one clip. You can make that make that sucker last as long as you want to, really. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, head on over to Thrive Fantasy, download it, use the promo code Fellas, get two free entries into their forty k contest on Sunday, and then you have twenty dollars because they match your first deposit up to hundred dollars, and you have twenty dollars to go do house props. It's it's free money, people. Uh, let's scroll through some of these props here. I, Tyler, you probably already have some written down here. I typically just kind of go off the top and, uh, take some, okay, here's the first one. Amari Cooper over 54 and a half receiving yards. I'm smashing the over on that. Smash that. Yep. I am smashing the over, uh, Taysom Hill. Here's an interesting one. 196 and a half passing yards. Under. Under, under, You're going under. under on 196 and a half? Absolutely. You think it's going to be a big Alvin Kamara day whose line is at 70 and a half? That and Taysom's going to rush. They're only going to throw the ball like 12 times. He can't throw it downfield. I'm with you with the mallet finger. I guess I can, I can get behind that. I think that's a better other, line than I realized. I saw that, and my first thought was 264 yards last week. Uh, and I'm like, smash over. Are you kidding me? Um, but the more I think about that, the more I'm like, actually, I'm not quite sure. So it's honest. If I'm completely honest, it's one that I'm probably avoiding this week. Uh, yes. I don't, I don't, he's right. So that was the, these are, this is why I try and do these props here, right? And we'll talk about some ones I feel a lot more confident in. But like these are the ones where I'm like, to the eye. It's like, ooh. Mm-hmm. Here's another one that catches the eye. Cam Newton, 189 and a half passing yards against the Falcons, against the Atlanta football Falcons. 189 and a half. Isn't that one that feels too good to be true? It does. I mean, and a new offensive coordinator too that yes. may have him throw from the pocket a little bit more instead of just rushing it for design runs. Who knows? Oh, oh no! This one feels like another trap. Kareem Hunt, fifty-two and a half total yards. Say that again. Kareem Hunt, fifty-two and a half total yards, rushing and reception yards. Over. Against the Ravens, though. So that's where I get tripped up because I, I could see the Browns. I could see the Browns utilizing Kareem Hunt, right, where he gets like 25 yards on the ground, but only like 20 in the air because it's just a defensive battle. But, man, 52 and a half? 
oh, that, that line feels too good to be true. I'm expecting the Browns to get back to their bread and butter. I think, right. I would expect that as well. Which is a change of pace running game and using Kareem Hunt in the receiving game. I'm with you there. I like that. I like that. Uh, where are some other lines here? Uh, here's another one that I really want to touch on just because I like the matchup a ton. Aaron Rodgers, 253 and a half passing yards. Man. He owns Chicago. Owns Chicago. True. True, true, true. I would take find... the over, but that's one where, again, I look at it, and I'm like, wow, 250 for Aaron Rodgers against Chicago. What did he have last time against Chicago? I want to say he went for 300. Let's see here. Um, uh, I was going to say, I'm working on it if you want to. 195. Uh, mm-hmm. Again, really? But he threw like four tutties, didn't he? Um. Threw for two, and he ran for... Oh, that's what it was. He ran one. for that one. That's right, because he, he had a massive day against, against Chicago, and it was that rush uh-huh. touchdown. Well, Current... maybe maybe I will take the under on that. <laughs> well, and here's here's the other uh, big... Well, uh, well, hold on. <laughs> hold on just a second. There are two things we have learned over our time of, you know, prop betting. You look at weather. Yep. And you look at recent trends. Yep. The weather for this game currently is forecasted to be about 35 degrees. Not sure if there's any snow should snow. be gone. Should be done. So that kind of bodes well for Rogers. Now, in the three games before their bye week against Seattle, Minnesota, and the Rams. He went for 292, 385, and 307. Coming off the bye at home against Chicago. Part of me wants to just say he's going to give the, the big old mid, double middle fingers and just be like, screw y'all. <laughs> yeah. That's actually a tough one. Now that I think more about it. I mean, here, like, Here's the idea that I'm going with, right? Minnesota Rams, high-scoring games, need to stay ahead, right? Seattle, though, they controlled the game the entirety of the game. Like, they, from start to finish, it was Green Bay Central. Yep. He still threw 292. That Chicago secondary is just so bad, too. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if they're really going to want to just force feed AJ Dillon and Aaron Jones this entire game. I mean the the Bears have a respectable run defense. Yeah, Still. respectable is a good word. You beat them through the air, and I think I'm taking. If I were to take this one, I would take Rodgers over, and I'm expecting two seventy, two eighty. Yeah, I think that's where I'm at. I'm, I'm, I see like a 272 kind of a game where it's like it's not a it's not like a blow your mind line, but it's enough to get over that 253. Mm-hmm. 
Here are some of the other ones that I have found. I was going to say, uh, I was going to, I was going to pivot to that because I saw Cooper cup at 93 and a half, even against Arizona. No line. Is safe all over. Cup. Yeah. No, over. no line is safe with Cooper cup. So 93 and a half, <laughs> take the over on Cooper cup there. Go ahead. Uh, uh, rattle off some of those other ones. Give me like, give me like two or three of them. I'll have to move on to DFS wrap out the episode. Yeah. I'm lo- the, the list that I'm currently looking at was from last night. So I've got to update myself on these lines nope okay uh number one rob gronkowski oh i missed his line at 50 and a half receiving yards oh over smash that over over past three games 58 yards 123 and 71 yep, over, over, over over um another one that i had found uh is travis kelsey and his line is at, let me see if I can find it, 70 and a half. I feel like that's a safe over. Um, the middle of the field for the Raiders is where you beat them. Mm-hmm. So Clyde's 57 and a half rushing even becomes a little interesting there. It does. Um, Kelsey has, I guess, in 15 games in his career, it's very much a wide sample, but majority of these stats have come in recent years. 84 catches, 1,200 yards, seven touchdowns. That's an over. I I like that. Yep, I like that. If Aaron Rodgers, if Aaron Rodgers owns the Bears, Travis Kelsey owns the Raiders. <laughs> owns the Raiders. I love it. Give me one more. Uh, and the, one more. Um... See, I've got one right here, but I don't know if I want if I want to do another. I'll just go with this one. Jarvis Landry, my start of the week at receiver. 55 and a half. 55 and a half is a smash play for an over. I like it. I like it. I think it's safe. I'm not I have to remember that the Brown that the I don't think the Browns are going to put up a ton of points, right? So this is not going to be the classic like Nick Chubb rushes for 100. Kareem Hunt has 80-some combined yards. And right. a receiver, too, has over 100 yards. That I don't think that's going to happen. That's just not how the Browns' season has gone to this point. Right. But remind me, who is Baker going to throw the ball to? Uh, Donovan Peoples-Jones. <laughs> Ooh, so scary. Austin Hooper. Ooh, scary. <laughs> no, it's going to be Jarvis Landry. They're going to force feed Jarvis Landry. They have to. They have to. So, yeah, 55 and a half is an over for me. I like it. I like it. Head on over to Thrive Fantasy. Check out some of their other house props they have. You can download the app, sign up using the code FELLAS, F-E-L-L-A-S. Deposit $10, get two free entries into their $40,000 contest on Sunday. Just let them know we sent you. You'll be rewarded handsomely for it. So, Let's wrap up our episode with a little bit of DFS action. I'm looking forward to this. I went a little, I went a little bit more risky on some of my uh, some of my picks in DFS this week, and that's what I've learned about DFS. Okay, and like DraftKings, right? The lineups where I feel like I'm super safe, and these guys are going to throw up some big numbers. There's always going to be someone out there who took the long shot pick on 
like T Higgins last week, right? Who all of a sudden goes <laughs> crazy and throws up 30, right? Someone yeah. threw Javante Williams into their DFS lineup last week uh, after Melvin Gordon was declared out. He went nuts, right? Like there's always mm-hmm. going to be just some of those like out there would never expect them to pop kind of players. I think I have yep. a few of those in my lineup this week. Oh, so you, you've got a pretty good feeling about this week. I've got a pretty darn good feeling about this week. <laughs> I look at the lineup and internally I say, I freaking hate this lineup, but anything can happen. Anything can happen in DFS. So anything can happen. Let's start. Uh, let's start with quarterbacks. Uh, and I'll start us off because my quarterback for DFS this week is my start of the week at quarterback. Taysom Hill at $5,600. That's too cheap. It was too cheap to pass up on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. My start at, or my quarterback, my DFS lineup is Mr. Cam Newton. I like it. What's his, what's 50, his price tag at? He's right around that 50-something. 5,400. 54. Even less. Wow. I like it. I like it. Running backs. How about this? Saquon Barkley. Same here, dog. Same here. Saquon Barkley against the, the run funnel of the, of the Los Angeles Chargers, uh, allowing the third most uh, rushing yards turning backs this year and the second most touchdowns. Now, granted, the Giants have to get into the red zone in order to score a touchdown. True, they haven't had a red true. zone trip in the last, like, five weeks, I think. That's some absurd number. Um, but if they're allowing the most rushing yards, I think Saquon Barkley can rip off a big run or two, uh, score a touchdown or two as well. So I love Saquon Ooh. Barkley. He's at $6,000 this week. So Ooh. I love that price tag. And how about this? I went cheap at my running back, too. How about Rex Burkhead? against the Seattle Seahawks with no David Johnson this week. Rex Burkhead at $4,600. I'd look, league's worst run defense. I'm not saying these teams are just going to run against each other. I already said I love DK Metcalf this week. Uh, and shocker, we'll get to him in a little bit. But uh, <laughs> I got I got Rex Burkhead, $4,600. Uh, just needs to fall to the end zone. That's all I need him to do. So I like Rex Burkhead at $4,600. Saquon Barkley, Rex Burkhead is my running backs. Wow. Wow. <laughs> interesting, interesting choices there. My running backs, Alvin Kamara. Yep. I paid up for the man. Yep. And your guy, Javante Williams. Oh, yes, sir. Yes. I oh, changed baby. Saquon. I changed Saquon at the last minute. Now I have $200 left in salary to spend elsewhere. Um, I will move Vic Vangio and Pat Shermer up to number two on my most disliked coaches if Javante Williams gets Less than put six back into the, into the role that he was in before Melvin Gordon or right. with Melvin Gordon. I'm with you. There's no reason why he shouldn't be the the lead guy, I'll say. He's after so, the last week. Nobody could tackle him. Literally nobody. nobody. 2.7 nobody. yards per carry after contact. That was tied for right. most with Jonathan Taylor. 
And he wasn't even he wasn't even averaging that many yards per rush before contact either. Jonathan mm-hmm. Taylor's numbers are just insane, right? He's averaging like three yards per carry before contact. Uh, Javante was averaging, I think he was like 2.1 yards before contact, and then he would still average another 2.7 afterwards. He was averaging like five yards. Insane. Just insane. Insane. Wide receivers. Got DK Metcalf, 6,500 against Houston. Mm -hmm. Got Jarvis Landry at 5,400 against Baltimore. That number was too good to pass up on. And how about this? No Mike Williams, no Keenan Allen. How about Jalen Guyton at $3,400 against the New York football giants this week? He's at 34. Yes, he is. I originally had Laquan Treadwell in there. And then I said, <sighs> wait a second. Wait a second. Hold on. What am I doing? Hold on. What? Hold on. What? Hold up. Wait a minute. Jalen Guyton, $3,400. So I got DK Metcalf, Jarvis Landry, and Jalen Guyton as my wide receivers this week. Interesting. Interesting. My wide receivers this week, Mari Cooper. Yep. I had him in. 50, I switched him out, though. 5,900. I switched him Jarvis Landry. Up. Yeah. Jarvis Landry, as I alluded to earlier. 5,400. And Elijah Moore. Yes, sir. 5,900 up against the Saints that um, are not going are not the same Saints defense of old. I mean, yes, the run game will still be good, but they're, they're having an insane mini, amount of points it, to wide receivers this year. It's like the they third. Have little, they have a mini kind of COVID outbreak going on right now. The linebackers are fine. But as we said earlier, if the Jets want any chance of winning this game, Zach Wilson has to throw the ball. I like it. And I think with Corey Davis now on IR, Elijah Moore, I mean, what was his stat line last week against the Eagles? Uh, oh, oh, you ready for this one? Yep. Six receptions, 77 yards, 12 targets, and a tutty. 12 targets. Oh my. Elijah well, Moore is a league winner. I've been saying this for like four weeks now. He's a league winner. Yep. So yeah. Amari Cooper, Elijah Moore, Jarvis Landry, the wide receivers for my lineup. Love it. Love it. Uh, I'm going to guess we both have the same tight end. Donald Parham Jr. Oh, that's right. You did Donald Parham Jr. Uh, I paid up for Travis Kelsey. Oh, well, Kelsey's my flex. So, uh, and Alvin Kamara is my flex. Oh, let's go. Like, are we like geniuses or something? I think we are. I think we are. When I, when you, when you rattled off originally my tight end, I I was really struggling for my tight end because I didn't want to go all the way down to, to Donald Parham, Parham, excuse me. I, I originally was like, okay, Gerald Everett. Well, but I already have DK. Then I thought Austin Hooper. Oh, I already have Jarvis. Mm-hmm. And I said, you know what? Screw it. I'm scrapping Amari Cooper. Uh, uh, and I'm scrapping. I think who else did I have as my running back too. I don't remember who it was. Um, someone else who had a really good matchup. I'm going to take out Rex Burkhead to go see. Um, he's at 60. He's, he's 6,100 though. Uh, Clyde Edwards-Elair was the other running back I had. But... Ended up paying down, got Travis Kelsey, 
and Alvin Kamara in my lineup. And I'm pleased. I'm so pleased. I'm, I would be too. That is, that's how you work the system in your favor. Uh, and then defense. Uh, well, I, I think I might need to change this one after having uh, Rex Burkhead as my running back too. I've had the Seattle Seahawks as my defense at 39. Uh, mm-hmm. I took Dallas. Yeah, that's a good one. 3,400. I like that against yeah, Washington. 30, yep. I mean, they, who knows? I mean, like last week against the Saints, that late touchdown scored people some serious, serious points. Oh, 100%. Uh, I just switched my defense to the Carolina Panthers at 2,800 against the Falcons. I thought about this. And they would have been my second option if I didn't go with the Cowboys. I, how are they 2,800? The Atlanta Falcons are the worst offense in the NFL going up against the second best defense in the NFL in terms of fantasy points, in terms of numbers. How? How, how did I miss that? It doesn't change. <laughs> uh, it doesn't change where I'm at. I think I'm still going to end up keeping my same lineup. Unless if I can pay up. Do I have enough for Eckler now? Oh, brother. Oh, brother. <laughs> I got off the code. Cracked the code. The more I've thought about it, the more I can't stack Taysom Hill and Alvin Kamara. I just can't do that. Because Taysom doesn't throw to Kamara. They're going to be mutually mm-hmm. exclusive. They always have been. So give me Austin Eckler against the New York Giants. I did it. I, I love this lineup. I love this lineup. Beat the system. Now, I'm also adjusting some things here. No. Maybe I do take Taysom. I take Okamara. See. Ooh. No, I'll keep it. I'll keep it. Maybe I just, oh, maybe, maybe, oh, maybe <laughs> I do this. Do I choose between DK Metcalf, T. Higgins? Oh, that's a good Marquise one. Marquise Brown, DJ Moore. Or I do this. Yikes, never mind. <laughs> Not a good idea. <laughs> I had this elaborate plan going on in my head of like, what if, what if I flip this and this and I could get that for that? No, I'm sticking with what I originally put in. I like it. I like it. Well, that wraps up this Start Sit Saturday episode. Thanks for tuning into another episode of the Fantasy Football Fellas. Thanks for riding along with us. We appreciate it. Uh, you can follow us on all of our socials, uh, FF Fellas on Twitter. Starting to gain a little bit of traction there. We like that. Go give us a follow there. The FF Fellas on Instagram and Fantasy Football Fellas on Facebook. Been slacking on YouTube a little bit. We'll get back there. Follow us on, give, give us a subscribe on Eventually. YouTube. Eventually. How about on TikTok? 
we love our TikTok fans. We love our TikTok followers. So go give us a follow over there too for daily fantasy football content that we don't get to covering on the podcast. So with that, thanks for tuning in. We wish you a very safe weekend, especially if you're from the northern parts of Minnesota. Man, we just got dumped on with 20 inches of snow here. Travel safely. If you're out and about at all today, travel safely. Be smart. Drive safe. Don't be reckless. Uh, And we will, Cameron and Tyler, we'll see you all mid-next week. Deuces. Deuces. Deuces.